We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. First pick in the 1991 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Larry Johnson from University I'm not supposed to be here, man. A lot of people from where I'm from, so don't, don't make it. All right. Welcome, Hornets fans. What an eventful offseason for Charlotte. This is Richie, and we are bringing you another buzz beat at the start of free agency. This episode is likely going to be a little bit jumbled. It's going to be a mix of uh, off-the-court stuff, some basketball, some free agency but before we get into this, let, let's just take a step back and look at the offseason so far. It's been a mess for Charlotte. April 22nd, James Borrego was fired following a 43-39 and 39 season. Uh, it seems that this move was more than just basketball because of the on-court performance. Some would argue that it didn't make sense that you're firing a guy increased the win total in consecutive years by 10 plus wins. I think a large reason that was cited when he was fired was the locker room. He lost the locker room, so to speak. May 12th, less than a month after this, unrestricted free agent Montrez Harrell was pulled over in Kentucky with three pounds of marijuana. He was charged with trafficking and by law, the weight that he was carrying constitutes a Felony. June 10th, about a month later, Hornets hire Kenny Atkinson to fill in for Borrego's spot. June 18th, eight days later, Atkinson decides that he's going to return to the Warriors. Five days before the NBA draft, Hornets are hit with this news. They've got to focus on, one, draft prep and figuring out what they're doing on draft night, and then, two, shifting their focus to hire a new head coach. So June 24th, Hornets hire Steve Clifford. June 29th, Miles Bridges turned himself in for a domestic abuse incident in Los Angeles. And that was the big news overnight. I think we're going to start there 
with that situation as most of the other situations are just overdue and we've likely touched on them in episodes previous. First things first, this is not about basketball or it shouldn't be the priority uh, when thinking about this subject. Our first thoughts should go to the, the victim. This is a touchy subject, but your whole focus on this situation should not be solely about Miles Bridges. I get it. We're a Charlotte Hornets podcast. He's a well-known NBA player, but everyone's first instinct should be on her and if she's okay. And I think many people forget that. Now, remember, this was reported as a felony and not a misdemeanor. And for that to be the case, there must have been bodily harm. And as the report suggested, the woman needed medical attention. We don't know all the information in this case and how serious the injuries are, but what I can tell you, this doesn't look good for Bridges. We will definitely have to wait for the full details to come out, but I think what we do know shows me that, one, Miles Bridges lacks some maturity, but two, he's really screwed himself over this offseason when he was due for a large contract. Now, again, it's bigger than basketball. It's bigger than the contract. But that is something that at least comes to my mind when thinking about this whole situation. Now, if something comes out that completely changes the course of this discussion, I can change my tune. We can even remove this podcast if needed. But for now, I just can't see it. I truly understand in the court of law, it's always innocent until proven guilty but the public perception is different and knowing that he turned himself in and knowing the the bond seems to be a very telling sign also anyone blaming anyone other than miles bridges for this situation needs to reconsider i saw someone pushing the narrative that the hornets need better vets in the locker room as a response to this situation Gordon Hayward or really anyone else for that matter, they're not responsible for Miles' actions. Miles is a grown man. He clearly needs some help, but he is the one that is responsible for these actions. Nobody else. So let's not blame it on the coach. Let's not blame it on the vets that are needed in the locker room. Not really sure why I'm even entertaining this response, but It's sad that's where some people's minds go when they see this type of news break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Shifting our focus over to free agency. Free agency starts at 6 p.m. Eastern time today, June 30th. Now, teams can start negotiating then, and then they have the the moratorium period, you're, you're going to know or you're going to get a sense of where players are headed to prior to the moratorium period being over. I wrote a piece for BuzzBeat Plus today that goes over some of the key dates. So on Wednesday, July 6th at 12 p.m. Eastern, that moratorium period ends. And that's when officially you can start hearing these free agents sign for these teams. But before then, you'll kind of get an idea of where they're headed to. Now, (laughs) Mitch Kupchak and company are probably scrambling right now, trying to figure out what their next steps are. Because heading into this situation prior to the news from last night, they were probably under the assumption that their main priority was to bring back Miles Bridges on a reasonable contract, albeit one that he will get a large pay increase. But now they're having to reconsider. I can tell you for one thing, if Miles is back, and and that's a big if, it will be on a severely discounted salary, right? Like, There is no leverage right now in Miles Bridges' court. He currently has a $7.9 million qualifying offer that he technically could sign. He could be on the books for one season at that number, and then in 2023, next summer comes around, he would become an unrestricted free agent. So there's a couple ways that Charlotte can approach this. They can act quickly and withdraw the qualifying offer effectively making him an unrestricted free agent right now. So I'm not, I'm not really sure what the rationale behind maybe doing that. I guess I guess it could be many things, but maybe the front office might think they don't want Miles back next season. And if he does sign that 7.9 QO, he'd be on the books for next season, albeit at a very reasonable cost. But if Charlotte is looking to move away from Miles Bridges, they can kind of hope for a couple of things to happen. Maybe they hope no one submits an offer sheet to him. And right now, I, I do wonder what type of teams out there would give him something competitive to where he would sign something. And so if no one does that, that will give Charlotte some time to figure out what their next steps are. Are they going to try to pursue a sign-in trade if there is some kind of interest from another team? 
or are they going to try to keep them on a reasonable contract outside of that 7.9 qualifying offer? Now, if you do the sign and trade, you have to take into account base year compensation where his outgoing salary would be 50% of his contract. So depending on how much he signs for, it's so hard to predict that now, his outgoing salary would account for probably somewhere in the teens if he's receiving a significant offer and he's receiving interest from other teams. Now, if they can't work out a sign and trade, I don't, I don't know where they go. I don't know where they go from there. Um, regardless of, of what happens, you'd automatically assume that he is going to receive less, but also if the Hornets do try to send him somewhere else, you're going to be getting less value in what you can bring back. But I guess that was always the case with this situation, which you're dealing with here. The most interesting scenario to me would be what would happen if a team does submit an offer sheet and Miles signs it. Again, I don't know who those teams are and what team would be willing to do that considering what's happening right now. But if that does happen, do the Hornets match? And I think that's going to be very interesting uh, come free agency. Now, like I said, I wrote a piece on BuzzBeat Plus on Substack that was sent out to everyone that signed up for the newsletter. It was sent directly to your inbox this morning. A lot of it is still relevant to what the Hornets are doing or are trying to do in free agency, but a portion of the article dealt with Miles Bridges receiving this max contract and where the Hornets would go for here with some free agents. We also know that Kelly Oubre, at the time of this recording, his contract is still on the books at $12.6 million, and that will be guaranteed today if he's not waived today. Now, if they do waive him, they can save $7.6 million. They would still incur a $5 million, um, I guess, dead money, if you want to call it, kind of like what they have right now with Nick Batum. And so between Nick Batum and, and Kelly Oubre, if you combine those together, you're getting real close to $14 million of money that is just being paid to players that have been waived. Now, this situation here with Kelly may be tied directly to Miles Bridges leaving or staying. Because to me, heading into free agency prior to the news last night, it made or it might have made more sense to waive Kelly Oubre, just eat that five million dollars, save seven point six million, give yourself a little bit more wiggle room with the tax line, and the tax line is a hundred and fifty million and some change. The new numbers did come out recently uh, within the last twenty four hours. Salary cap is at one hundred twenty three. The tax line is at one hundred and fifty. And when you think about all the, the salaries that add up here, even when you account for Nick Batum and Kelly Oubre, and if Bridges did receive that max contract, which right now doesn't seem likely at all, the Hornets would be above the cap by a, a significant amount, but they would still be under the, the tax. And that's probably where Hornets are going to want to try to stay under. So it'll be interesting to see if Kelly Oubre gets waived today. Uh, 
personally, now with this news, maybe you keep them. And maybe that signals, okay, we need more wing depth at the three position, the four position, and we're moving on from Bridges. Also in the piece, I talked about four different targets in free agency. Several of them I liked. One of them I kind of just included because I thought it felt like a Steve Clifford type of player. Now, what you're working with here with the Hornets, because they are over the cap, they are only allowed to bring back their own free agents with bird rights with Cody Martin and Miles Bridges to exceed the cap. What Now that they are over the cap, inevitably, they have got to use some kind of exception. And the most common way, or probably the way that most people think of it, is through the mid-level exception. The mid-level exception for this upcoming season is worth $10.5 million, about. And you don't have to use that all on one player. You can split it across a couple if you would like. And so I'm just going to mention two from my piece today that I thought uh, could be of interest for the Hornets. Not saying that these players are linked to the Hornets by any means, but it's something interesting to think about. Uh, first off, this is a name that has been mentioned on our podcast recently. I think Spencer brought him up. Isaiah Hartenstein, 24 years old. He's unrestricted and he's a big, he's a center. And I think one thing for certain is that the Hornets do have a glut of centers unless they're trying to get off Mason Plumley. So they drafted Mark Williams. They have PJ, if you want to call him a, a big, a center. He can switch between four and five. They still have Nick Richards. Now his guaranteed date, I believe is July 7th, if I'm not mistaken. So if they can waive him by that date, then they can get rid of another center, but he's on the books for 1.7 million. And Kai Jones, depending on his position some of them some people consider him a five some consider him a four slash five regardless if they're going after hartenstein i would think one of those centers would either be waived or traded but really do like this guy i think he would really probably just step right into the starting role if mason Plumley is out the door you can use him as a pick and roll guy he's very very big in terms of um you know, the space that he takes up, setting screens and sealing his guy, rolling to the basket. He's a very good passer as well. In the article, I noted that he produced 11.4 assist points per 75 possessions this past season. It's a very good number. Kind of a Swiss Army knife. He can kind of do a little bit of everything, crashes the boards. And one thing that I think we do need to keep an eye on is his outside shot. Can he develop that? Now, I know that's a question that we always talked about with Cody Zeller under Clifford, but Hartenstein increased his volume from behind the arc. Now, it's nowhere near a P.J. Washington or someone that is a stretch five by any means, but he did shoot 14 of 30 last season on three-point attempts. So maybe that's something that they can tap into. And then the biggest asset with him is on the defensive side of the court. I think he is, I wouldn't say he's like totally mobile, but I think he's sneaky in terms of his nimbleness. He can come up to the level. Even if someone gets by him quickly, he has the size. He has the length to recover and block shots. He is going 
to be that guy that the Hornets have always wanted on the back line in a racing shot. So Hartenstein, I think, has been linked to the Knicks recently, but he's a guy that I think the Hornets could definitely use if they're trying to move off another center. Now, I think the biggest area of concern is the backup point guard position. With Lamella really being the only true point guard on this roster, you know, you can use Cody Martin as a backup point guard. You can use James Booknight as a backup point guard if if he gets minutes, but they're not true point guards. Terry Rozier was placed in that role last year, but he's better suited playing off ball. DeLon Wright, kind of a combo guard, played for Atlanta last year. He's been in the league for a bit, 30 years old. He's also unrestricted. One of the more appealing things for him, and I think this is something that also goes with Hartenstein, is the defensive side of the court. Uh, he's he's very disruptive there, creating deflections. He can guard probably the one and the two. And one thing that he does that LaMelo Ball didn't do last year was playing defense without fouling. And Wright has that ability you know, to stay on the court. So if you're trying to give LaMelo a break, Obviously, I think backups could probably afford to foul a little bit more because they're not going to be in there down the stretch. But I think that's a, a good it's a good skill to have. And I think we've got to mention Kimball Walker. When we heard the news that he was going to be traded to the Detroit Pistons, some of the initial hints were that the Pistons weren't going to keep him. They were going to waive him. They were going to buy him out. And all signs are pointing to that being the case, and he's going to be a free agent. I think the reunion here with not only the Hornets, but with Clifford makes sense. I will say that I'm not hopeful for this, some kind of renaissance that Kimba is going to have. He did not have a good season last year uh, by his standards, but I think most importantly with the need for a veteran in the locker room, someone that has been in Clifford's system before it makes sense. And you need someone that is going to not only lead by example, lead on the court, he can fill that role of the veteran backup point guard position, not only as a player, but also as a voice on the sidelines. And I think that's a role that he would totally embrace. He calls Charlotte his home. He still has a home here. And, you know, it, it's not going to be a, a fruitful return in the sense that he's going to be a productive player on the court. But I think that there is a very good chance that he could end up in a Charlotte Hornets uniform. And luckily enough, Mark Williams took the number five. So number 15 is still available for Kemba Walker. So I would love to see this return, even if I know deep down it's not going to produce the impact that I think everyone would want out of Kemba Walker. So it's going to be interesting to see how Charlotte approaches free agency. I think everything was flipped upside down with the news about Miles Bridges. Starting at 6 p.m. today, you're going to start to see some news break, not just obviously about the Hornets, but about other free agents and how those dominoes affect the plans for Charlotte. But just to give you guys a heads up, you'll probably see Charlotte use that mid-level exception to bring in somebody. And like I mentioned before, it's $10.5 million or so and they can use that on multiple players. So it may not be a lot of movement for Charlotte, but the biggest the biggest storyline moving now is Miles Bridges. What is Charlotte going to do with him? 
Are other teams going to be interested in maybe making a trade for him? How much has his value decreased? All these things I'm keeping an eye out for as we approach that six o'clock hour today. So, all right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up here. And as always, if you would like to support us, you can go to buzzbeat.substack.com. Three perks you get. You get ad-free episodes. You get early access to episodes. And you also get the occasional exclusive episode. We've had a couple of those so far that are only on this private feed. We do put out the occasional written piece. For the most part, they are free. I will link the most recent one, Free Agent Frenzy, which I released today. And all of this was written prior to the news about Miles Bridges' arrest for domestic abuse. But most everything in the piece is still relevant. All right, guys, we will talk to you guys later. This is Richie. Go Hornets. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.